0: returning by a northerly route through the great steppes they narrowly escaped capture and enslavement by the pitiless mingles in the cold waste they sought for Faford's snow clan only to discover that it had been last year overwhelmed by a lemming horde of ice gnomes and according to best rumor massacred to the last person which would have included Faford's mother more his deserted girl bride mara and his first issue, if any. For a space they served Lithquil, the mad duke of Ulhrusp, devising for him sprightly mock duels, simulated murders, and other entertainments. Then they coasted south through the outer sea aboard a Sahinmar trader to Tropic Klesh, where they adventured a while in the jungle fringes. Then north again, circling past secretist Quarmall, that shadow realm, to the lakes of Plea, that are the headwaters of the Hlal, and to the beggar city of Tovalias, where the Grey Mouser believed he had been birthed, but was not sure. And when they left that lowly metropolis, he was no surer. Crossing by Grain Barge, the Sea of the East, they prospected for gold a while in the mountains of the Elder Ones, their last hijacked gems having been long since gambled away or spent. Unsuccessful in this quest, they wended their way west again toward the Inner Sea and Ilthmar. They lived by thievery, robbery, bodyguarding, brief commissions as couriers and agents, commissions they always, or almost always, fulfilled punctiliously, and by showmanship, the mouser entertaining by legerdemain, domain, juggling, and buffoonery, while Farford, with his gift for tongues and training as a singing scald, excelled at minstrelsy, translating the legends of his frigid homeland into many languages. They never worked as cooks, clerks, carpenters, tree-fellers, or common servants, and they never, never, never enlisted as mercenary soldiers. Their service to Lithquill, having been of a more personal nature, They acquired new scars and skills, comprehensions and compassions, cynicisms and secrecies. A laughter that lightly mocked and a cool poise that tightly crusted all inner miseries and, most of the time, hid the barbarian in Farford and the slum boy in the mouser. They became outwardly merry, uncaring and cool, but their grief and guilt stayed with them, the ghosts of Ivrian and Vlana haunting their sleeping and their waking dreams, so that they had little commerce with other girls, and that more a discomfort than a joy. Their comradeship became firmer than a rock, stronger than steel, but all other human relations were fleeting. Melancholy was their commonest mood, though mostly hid even from each other.